Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. Do you remember when Guy Lafleur was on the Rangers and the yeah. Nordiques, and he came back to play in Montreal? They didn't do yeah. a video tribute for him at the at the forum. <laughs> no, but I don't know if there was a video on the scoreboard back then. That's a fair point. If there was, it was not very high tech. You know what I mean? It was like the scoreboard chickens at Olympic Stadium. <laughs> exactly, the scoreboard chickens. You're listening to the Skip and Josh podcast with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia. I'm Josh in Toronto. And I'm Skip in Montreal. In today's episode, football players on the move. The mess in Ottawa. And a waste of $300. But first, Bryce Harper finally signs. Okay, Skip, it's time for another fun-filled episode of the Skip and Josh podcast. Um, when last we spoke, I was ripping the San Diego Padres for giving someone a 10-year contract. So, <laughs> so of course, today I'm going to rip the Philadelphia Phillies for giving Bryce Harper a 13-year contract. I just want to say, I know you have your opinions on this. There's no player in any sport, in any league, that's worth giving a 13-year contract. Unless maybe they're 20 years old, but then you don't know how good they are at that point. Right. I hope everyone understands that in five years from now, the Phillies are going to be wishing they can trade Bryce Harper and no one is going to want him. I said this last week. Maybe, maybe because they're going to eventually adopt the DH in the National League. So maybe instead of five years, it might be seven years, but still. It's a 13 years. I was in shock. Honestly, I, I mean, I was expecting him to sign for 10 years like Machado and 301 million, like something stupid, you know, just to say that he's getting paid more. But um, 13 years really kind of blew my mind. <laughs> you know, did did Rick DiPietro get a 15 year contract from the New York Islanders? Something like this. We'll have to get our fact checkers on that. But it was a, it was more than I think it was. Yeah. And that didn't work out for the Islanders. Well, they wanted to get rid of him after year two. Um, well, basically, he retired because of injury. And I think uh, the contract ended up... Um, it was an insurance situation where DiPietro was basically getting paid by an insurance company because he was unable to fulfill his contract. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can't think... I can't think of all the four major sports. I cannot think of a long-term contract that has worked for the team. I can't well, I mean, think of the- one. The biggest comparable, which is the one that we talked about last week, was when A-Rod signed um, with the Texas Rangers after he left Seattle, and they signed him at the time for 10-year, $250 million, which actually, when you think about it, a lot of time has passed since then, and <laughs> the salary actually, 10-year, 250, 10-year, 300, you'd figure it would have gone up much, much more. But Actually, actually, uh, Bryce Harper is getting less per year than A-Rod got on that contract. So actually... Uh, I think Bryce Harper is getting less. Um, his average salary is actually not the highest in Philly's history. I, I think Ryan Howard had a higher average yearly salary, just not a 13-year and $300 million. One of Bryce Harper's new teammates on the Phillies, Jake Arrieta, is making more per year than yeah. Bryce Harper. Yeah. So I just don't know. I mean, is Philadelphia really where he wanted to go? I mean, is is the whole thing about getting the biggest contract uh, we talked about this last week. I don't want to rehash the same thing, but it just boggles my mind what goes through some of these guys' minds about, you know, the, they get the the agents blind them with dollar signs, and they're not thinking about necessarily what's best for their baseball career. Although maybe me and you and other fans 
put more emphasis on the baseball part of it and maybe maybe it really is just a business and then you want to get the most money you can get i don't know so i don't know if you heard the the i don't know if it's a rumor that came out yesterday you know everyone knew that the nationals offered 300 million for for 10 years yeah i read something this morning but yesterday but yesterday it came out that the nationals actually offered a 5 year deal for 180 million which right. would have given him the highest per year contract Right, And it also would have let him be a free agent again in five years. And if he thinks he's the best player or one of the best players in baseball, wouldn't you want to be a free agent again and then cash in again? In basketball, we've seen um, a lot of players. And then the most prominent of them was LeBron James, who was on a series of player options. So he could decide when he was going to be a free agent again. Right. Right. He was betting Um, on himself. You know, he's betting on himself. I mean, you can look at it both ways. I think betting on yourself is great. But also, if someone's going to say, hey, we're going to pay you. If you just look at the sum, right? You just say 300 million. That's what you're getting, Mm -hmm. you know? I also read something else this morning. They're saying that there was one offer that they made where they were going to pay him till he was 60 years old. It was some kind of deferred contract. Yeah, because they didn't want to pay so much up front. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at the time, we all said, oh, my God, why doesn't he just so go back and sign with Washington? They're offering him 10-year 300. 10-year 300 is not the same. For what I found out the last few weeks is not all contracts are just the term and the dollars. You know, there's is there no trade clause? Uh, is there opt-outs? Uh, is there deferred money? Is there money up front? All this stuff, you know, go, comes into play, right? It doesn't matter if he has a no trade clause or not because no other team is going to want this contract. Yeah. No, no so, other team's going to, you're right. No other team's going to want the contract. So it doesn't even matter. Right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. But, well, we say that, but then, you know, the, the Marlins traded Stanton. There's always one idiot. Stanton out there. is, was relatively young at the time that he was traded. Yes. Yes. That Bryce is Harper he, in five years from now, you're going to want a 30 something year old who's yeah, on the decline yeah. and pay him 24, 25 million a year. And still on the hook for eight more years. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is, right? Like, yeah, Kerry no. Price's contract is only eight years, and, and no one will take that. And that's only 10 mil a year. Yeah, well, 10 mil a year in hockey is a big... It is big in hockey, yes. But I'm just yeah. saying, like... So I look forward to when we're actually going to get to talk about actual baseball. <laughs> yeah, who knows when that is. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're in spring training, and, I mean, Kimbrel and... Uh, Keuchel are still not signed, which is and actually pretty crazy. And actually, I read an interesting thing yesterday where they were saying, I think the Phillies could have spent less money and signed Kimbrell and Keuchel and probably strengthened their team more than if they would have signed Harper. Maybe. Right? I don't know well, how, how... I mean, the Phillies were not bad last year, but they didn't make the playoffs. No, the Phillies are... They expecting, are are they of, expecting to win the World Series now this year? I think I think their goal is they're going to win the National League East. I think they they feel like they're going to fight they're going to be in the hunt for a playoff spot where they were on the fringe last year. Right? So how many World Series do they need to win in the next 13 years in order for this contract to be worthwhile? One. That's it? But uh, that's what I think. Okay. I mean All they've right. only ever won when have the Phillies ever won the World Series? 1980 and then what? 2009 whatever it was. Yeah, I think one. I mean it, like, uh, what's the what's one of the first podcasts you ever listened to? Fantasy. Uh, yes. Um, what was it called? Uh, I forget. Fantasy the name Focus. Of it. 
right? Baseball Fantasy Focus with that's Corey not, Schwartz. That's and, not uh, what it was called, but I do recall what you're yeah. talking about. Yes. Well, well, so what, what did they always say? Flags fly forever. That's true. Right? They do. Just win one championship, and then, especially in a city like Philadelphia, they're going to remember you forever, right? Okay. I mean, obviously, they're going to want more. If they go out and win the World Series this year, they're going to want to win next year. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, like you said last week, I mean, is the goal of the owner actually to win the World Series, or is it to make money? I don't know. Well, like, does he is he want to make this money owner as a business? spending this kind of money? The the goal is to win the World Series. Well, he came out in the off season and he said, "We're about to spend stupid money." And so that that term "stupid money" has been floating around because it's it's the owner's own quote. Well, right? he put himself in a bad negotiating position by saying that. Now, if Harper's worth and Machado are worth it, this like what's going to happen with what's going to happen with Mike Trout next in two years? Like I just don't know. Well, how, and, how old how how old's Mike Trout now? Um, he should be around the same age as Harper. So he's going right? to be older. Well, he's than a two little years. bit less. He has to be a year or two younger because he hasn't hit free agency yet. Right? No, no, he not no because he actually signed a new contract before he hit free agency. Ah, uh, okay. See, he's actually Mike Trout is actually older. I just looked it You're up. You're right. He is 27. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I in two we'll years see. from now, he's going to be 29. You're going to give a 29 year old a 13 year contract? No, they're not. Yeah, I guess I'll have to see, I mean, right? But I mean, you know, he's from he's from New Jersey, so he's gonna want to go play. They're saying he's gonna go want to play for the Phillies. Oh, Trout's a huge Philly guy. He loves the Eagles. He's at all the Eagles games. Yeah. So, so. I don't know if he has a love for the Phillies, but um, I, he probably does. You know, your boy. Could we could just talk about another contract that signed this week, which got much less fanfare? Yeah. Your boy Nolan Arenado signed a huge contract. You see, and he's actually a really good player, and I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm. Pleasantly surprised that he stayed in his where he is where he is, yeah. um, and he and, and they only signed him for eight years, right? So like they actually got a good deal. The, the Rockies they did they they it was a great I think it was a great. Um, it's kind of the opposite, you know. Like I guess Arenado values playing in Colorado. He wants to be there, and he's like, let's just keep it going, right? I mean, listen, eight years is still too long for anybody, but I'd rather eight than 10 or 13. 13 is absurd. And by the way, Nolan Arenado could be better than both Machado and Harper. I want to tell you the reason why Nolan Arenado stayed in Colorado. Oh, because he wants to hit a bunch of homers. Yeah. So lifetime OPS for all the uneducated fans out there, OPS is on base plus slugging. Um, he's not career 984 OPS at home and a career 787 OPS on the road. <laughs> so, uh, like, I yes. think course feels good to him. But, you know? but that's where he's going to be playing half his games for the next eight years. So no, that's, he made a great decision. Why yeah. not? Right. Why not? Right. Plus, plus how many gold gloves did he win? You, you haven't even mentioned that. No, like, no, He's a tremendous player fielding and hitting. Yeah. And, He's so, an all-around player. Of those three players, if I had to pick only one, he'd be the one I would pick. Actually, you're right. Although Machado... No, I'd pick Arenado. Yeah, I don't know. They're that's both me. pretty good. Yeah. All right, more baseball? Or that's I got it? no baseball left. You? No. I, I just got... wanted to know what... I mean, we've been teasing the Bryce Harper signing for like six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what? I mean, obviously Bryce... He wanted his own show. Like he wanted us to talk about him only, which is why mm. he didn't sign the same week that Machado signed. It still just boggles my mind that like 
this contract is giving him out during spring training. Yeah. Like, like they've like already played happened? some games. What happened since the season ended? Like, what happened? You know, like... Everything happens at the last minute in everything. It's always like that. It's so annoying. I don't know. It's just... I just found it's like all of a sudden, like, at the last minute, the Phillies are like, yeah, we're going to give you this money. Like, I don't know. Is it that much different than the offers that he got at the beginning? I guess we'll never know. Who knows? The National Hockey League. So there's a bunch of hockey stuff I actually want to talk about, even though yes, we haven't hockey. really Let's we haven't it. really talked much hockey uh, lately. No, I'm excited. I have some hockey notes also. I'm happy you're going exactly in the right order that I wanted to go. Oh, I'm so glad that I've accommodated you. <laughs> um, so I guess first we'll talk about John Tavares only because perfect. The yeah. the the stuff that happened, you know, on Long Island this week is somewhat comical but somewhat like ridiculous it's a bit disturbing it is a bit disturbing yeah um so the only things i want to mention is because everything's already been said about this and fans can do what they want and say what they want but so you remember about a year ago we talked about how it's a huge waste of money to throw your hat on the ice when someone scores a hat trick right yeah sure it's an even bigger waste of money when you take a 300 dollar nhl jersey and you burn it Okay, now, I'm so glad that you you started with the burning of the jersey, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Listen, the fans pay their ticket. They can do whatever the hell they want as far as I'm concerned. They have the right to do whatever they want within, as long as it's legal, <laughs> when they're in that arena and they pay for that ticket, right? Mm-hmm. They want to boo him every time he touches a puck, yeah. They want to throw stuff on the ice, they risk getting thrown out of the arena, that's their choice. But just because they're allowed to do that, doesn't mean they should because i mean like there should be like at some point there's like sanity has to step in here right there has to be at least a little bit of sanity now about the jersey <laughs> i want to tell you something i'm going to give you a scenario remember when lebron james left again lebron is a perfect example mm-hmm. remember when lebron lebron james left cleveland yeah the first time yeah <laughs> the first time yeah and there was all these people burning their lebron jerseys saying he's a traitor and and all this stuff about him. Yeah. Yeah. These are the same people that bought new LeBron jerseys when he came back. So they wasted even more money. Yeah. So in eight years from, I don't know how, I'm getting my numbers mixed up because I don't know how old John Tavares is and whatever. But at a certain point, 36-year-old John Tavares Mm -hmm. winding out the end of his career, right? Mm -hmm. He's like Daniel Briere, like like these stars that are older now that that they're looking for a, a contract somewhere. The Islanders say, "Come back, come back to Long Island where it all started." J- JT, we're gonna we're gonna sign you for two years. He goes back to Long Island. All those same degenerates that burn their jerseys are buying new John Tavares jerseys. So yeah. now they spent six hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's Listen, how smart these people. It's are. a great marketing ploy, actually. It's tremendous. Change and teams it, what, as often as you can. Even better is you come out with an alternative jersey, a home, a road, an alternative, and people spend 900 because they buy all three. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Look, the stuff that happened with Tavares, like, I felt bad for the guy, actually. I, I did, felt bad for him. I, I did in a way. By the way, did you see that um, from E from Entourage? He tweeted something nice about Tavares, even though he's a big Islanders fan. And oh, really? He, he was upset that, that Tavares left the Islanders, but still he tweeted something. He said to the fans... Hey, listen, don't hate me, but maybe we should take it easy on Tavares when he comes back. I mean, I'm I'm fine if you want to boo him every time he touches the puck. You know? 
You want to do that? That's fine. I would probably do the same thing. He left, whatever. But that's like good-natured um, gamesmanship or whatever, you know, fan-athlete interaction. That stuff happens. But they took it like 10 steps too far. I sent you that video. Yes. I still don't know if it's real. Oh, it's real. It's real. I mean, I've talked to five people, including you, and they've all told me it's real. If anybody, I'll put the video up on our website. It's a fan video made by Islanders fans, basically, with this sappy music, and they're practically crying and talking about how Tavares is a traitor, and he was their leader, and how could he desert them? I swear, at a certain point, I was like, this cannot be real. This is fake. This is, like, scripted and made up, and it's it's a joke. But I'm you. You say no, and I'm like honestly, I don't know for sure. But like it's 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 like one of those articles on the Onion where you don't know where reality and fake news are mixing, you know, and you don't know what's what. It's like, real they, and it's spectacular. And by the way, they're real oh. and they're spectacular. Like they just took it too far, you know. Like I felt kind of bad for him because he was definitely rattled. Babcock came out at the end of the game and he tried to put on a brave face, like they did their best and whatever. He was definitely rattled. The Leafs lost that game and the and and Tavares was clearly rattled. And I think most of the Leafs players might have been also. If that's the goal, then that's the goal. But I mean, Islander fans. I mean, come on. A friend of mine, you know, I work with a lot of New Yorkers, right? Yes. So a friend of mine who's uh, a coworker who's an Islander fan. Not an Islander fan who's uh, more uh, more of a Rangers uh, guy, you know, told me it, the same thing happens in all the New York sports, right? The um, the Jets are the little brother of the Giants, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the Mets are the little brother of the Yankees, yeah. right? The Nets are like the third cousin of the Knicks, <laughs> basically, you know. And the Islanders have always been the little brother of the Rangers, even though they've been a, they've been a more successful franchise. Like, yeah, they uh, won four big... Stanley Cups in a row. The Islanders I mean, and the Rangers had not won anything in about fifty years. Yeah. And by the way, all... so the Rangers broke that streak of I don't know fifty years in yeah. in nineteen ninety four or whatever it was, and they yeah. haven't done anything since. They went so, to the finals once. I know, yeah. but in seventy five years, I think the Rangers have won Stanley Cup. Right. <laughs> I mean, my math so, might be a little off, but basically no, no, that's what it, it is. You're, you're right on. But all that to say is that, like, the Islander fans have such a huge inferiority complex vis-a-vis, like, the other sports teams in the city, right? So it's like they, they're, they're, like, just stamping their feet and throwing a tantrum. That's, that's what this is, right? That's, that's all this is. Anyway, I, I don't know that it's going to be the same way next time he plays in Long Island. It won't be. It was the first time and It'll they had better. to blow off some steam and good for them. They yeah. Whatever they yeah. did, what they wanted to do. Just anyhow, we can move on. Well, I mean, look, he played nine years there, right? It's not like he just played two years and left. He played nine years there. By the way, and it they, didn't work. Despite, they didn't all, despite all the, the anger from the fans, they still did a video tribute. Yeah, because the organization is not mad at him. The, the fans are. But the organization respects everything that Tavares contributed to the team. They respect the fact that he was the captain. And, you know, the, if if you're John Tavares and you're playing in Long Island, wouldn't you have wanted to leave? Knowing that, like, you probably have a better chance to win somewhere else. And especially the reasons he gave, knowing he wanted, saying he specifically wanted to go play in Toronto because that was his dream. Of course you would do the same thing. I would do the same thing, too. So would I. It's just that yeah. normally when a player gets a video tribute, the fans usually stand up and applaud. But here they you're... were booing. It's Here the first time him. I've ever seen a player get booed during his video tribute. <laughs> it's amazing, actually, yeah. <laughs> All right, more hockey. What else you got? What's going on in Ottawa? What the hell is going on in Ottawa? 
how 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 terrible can an organization be run? How, how I read something today on Twitter, which blew my mind. Before it's, you read, before you read that thing, I can't read it. It's too long. It's a list of like over a hundred things that have happened since 2017. I mean, this organization has shot themselves in the foot 17,000 times. Oh, it's it's this it's this absurd. week alone. Um, okay, so obviously they traded Matthew Shane and Mark Stone. Ryan Dezingle. Is Ryan Dezingle like a veteran superstar or something that you can't afford to keep? Like, this guy's been in the league, I think, what, two years? I did, also didn't even understand why teams were so hot after him. Is he even that good? I mean, he has good numbers. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But, like, when is this guy already a free agent? Because I, I thought he was relatively young, and I could be wrong on that. Yeah. But then to fire the coach who you've given him nothing to work with, yeah. Well, you've given him stuff and then you took it away. Listen, even if they still had Matt Duchesne and Mark Stone and Ryan Dezingle, we said at the beginning of the year, this team could finish dead last. But this started before that. This is like Eric Carlson and it's going back, you know. Right. And you want to go even further back. Remember, yeah. remember when they had Zdeno Chara at one time and they got rid of him. Well, that was and a different like. They region. also had. But they still got the same of, owner. They got yeah. rid of Jason Spezza. They got rid of. Uh, who else? They traded They traded Marion Hosa for Danny Heatley. That was a terrible trade. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. No, they're a joke. <laughs> they're like, they are a joke. They are treading on, like, Los Angeles Clippers um, territory. Like Actually, before... the Clippers are, are not such no, a terrible... No no, 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 no. I'm talking about the Clippers before they made their owner sell the team. Oh, all okay. those other years where mm-hmm. they were basically in last place every year despite getting lottery picks every year, you know? And and all the things you heard about the Clippers back then about how the owner used to fire the staff the day after the season ended because he didn't want to pay them and then he would rehire them when the, after the offseason was over. Like this is the kind of stuff you're hearing like in 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 Ottawa. Like he, he there's he doesn't want to pay anybody anything. Why do you think they have such an incompetent GM? Why do you think? Because no one else in their right mind will take that job. This is the best they can get. You Did know? you hear about the press release they sent out after they fired uh, Guy Boucher? No. In the press release, they listed like five bullet points of what they would like the next coach to have. Right. I'm not going to read them all because there's too many. But the truth is, I don't think there's an NHL coach in existence that has all the requirements that they're looking for in their next coach. Right. I can tell you their next coach is going to be someone probably that you've never heard of. Probably someone who's coaching junior hockey or in the AHL because they are not going to. I saw it on TSN this morning. Who's going to be the next coach of Ottawa? And they're floating out Alain Vigneault and Mark Crawford. They're not going to pay these guys. They're not going to pay a big salary to a coach. They're just not because that's that's the way they operate. They're going to pay the cheapest possible coach that they can. This is even worse, I think, than the Montreal Expos when they had their fire sale. It's worse. I'll tell you why. The Expos... The problem with the Expos is that they didn't have an owner, right? Right. There was no one owner to say, we're going to spend this money or we're not like, this is what we're going to do. Everything was like the bottom line because it was an ownership group. And the problem with the Senators is they do have an owner. That's the problem. They have this guy. He, he's the problem, right? I mean, he's clearly the problem, you know? I don't know, like, there's many problems in that organization. But it's like, things come up, like, things happen in this organization, and and you can't blame them on the owner, or maybe you can, but, like, how come they only happen in Ottawa? Like, 
this story with Mike Hoffman and Eric Carlson and the girlfriends and the stalking, you know, this whole thing, like yeah, the yeah, reason yeah. why they tra- the reason why they traded Hoffman, like that could that how come that happens in Ottawa? How come only uh, how come it's the Ottawa Senators players that are caught on video in an Uber bad mouthing their coaches? Like like why is it the Senators? You know, and and the reason is is that it starts at the top. I hate to say this because it sounds so pretentious and so stupid because Pierre Maguire says this all the time. You don't want to be quoting Pierre Maguire. No, and I cringe when he says it, but it's true in this case. There's no organizational standards, right? Like a good organization starts at the top and not, not just hockey, any business, whatever. It starts at the top and it trickles down. And if the leader sets a standard, everything else um, the standard that everyone else follows, right? Yes. And in this case, the leader is a complete loser, so everybody else are entitled to act like losers. <laughs> like, they feel that it's okay. You know? I agree, but you know, there's a lot of franchises that have stupid owners, because these owners, all they have is a lot of money. They're not They're not always the smartest people in the room. Yeah, no, I mean, they're, they've obviously done enough in business to be able to amass this fortune that they right, have. Right, but, but but oftentimes the owner tries to uh, insert himself or herself in the uh, transactions and acquisitions yeah. that the team makes yeah. when they should not be. No, that's never a good thing. Like, just look at Jimmy Jones and the Cowboys, right? He's their general manager. Well, he's, uh, their, he's yeah. their owner. He, but he's their general manager. Right. Like, he, he manages the team. He's like, kicks care of football operations. And and he's also their owner, though. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Like it's but the like, only the, situation like that in pro sports that I know of. No, a lot of times we've we've seen that that hasn't worked. Where there the GM, the coach in football, it happened where there's coaches that are, ha- took on the GM role at one point. I believe like Mike Holmgren. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I forget. It, there's it, there's a few cases. It right? shouldn't happen. And it doesn't the work. GM's, the GM's job is completely different than the coach's job. That should never right. be the same person. They need to be on the same page. and They need to work closely together. But it I mean, in this case person. in Ottawa, I feel like the owner, the GM, and the coach are all on, not in mind, on the same page. They're not even in the same library. They're not even reading the same books. Or in the same know? area code. Yeah, they're, they're, it's complete free-for-all. I, anyways, all this to say is, sorry, Ottawa fans. I kind of feel bad for you because there are some devoted Senators fans. We know when the team does well, you see... Have you ever been to Ottawa during the playoffs when they've been in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. And you have all the car flags and the flags on the lawns. And the, the, they're, they're dying for a winner. And uh, their their organization just sucks. That's, that's all it is. So anyway, I want to shift gears to talk about a different team for a minute. Sure. Because I've actually been paying attention to the Canadians lately since uh, it looks, well, they are in a playoff spot. They're they're hanging on. And um, I'm, I'm actually surprised at how well they've been this season, how well they've played this season, because I had them finishing just above Ottawa, second to yeah. last in the league. So I was yeah. wrong. Um. I have a question for you that you won't mm. be able to answer. Oh, you think? I, well, I don't think you will be able to answer it. How is it possible that in his entire career, Victor Mete does not have a goal? It's over 100 games now. Like, he's actually not a bad player. No, he is a good player. And you'd figure at one point... By, be... by accident, he should have a goal. Like, Rick Green scored goals, he, even. Look, he doesn't have much of a shot. I don't know if you watch a lot. He he doesn't take slap shots because he doesn't have a good one. So when it comes back to the point, there's a lot of wrist shots and just shots directed at the net. But you'd figure that after over 100 games, one of those wrist shots would deflect off some guy's ass and go into the net. Yes, and then I think, if I recall, this past Saturday, he had, like, an open net, and for some reason he was, like, really close to the opponent's net, which never happens. And, yeah. and he had a golden opportunity, and I don't know if he missed it didn't the net. didn't go in. Or, 
I, I yeah. don't know what happened, but like, yeah. if you're not going to score on that, then you're probably never going to score. It, it's become like, I, I'm sure in the dressing room, it's a bit of a joke at this point. Like I'm when sure. he does score, when he does score, there's going to be like quite a little, quite a celebration on the bench or maybe not. Maybe they're going to give him like the, uh, the silent treatment, the, the silent treatment. I don't know. I hope he scores soon because it'll be fun. I feel like the monkey's on his back, you know, but yeah. So that's really all I want to say. I mean, again, I, I said this last week, the Canes are better off finishing in the first wildcard spot rather than finishing you know, in the top three in their division. Yeah, that's a spot they're holding, but it's going to be tough. Well, I mean, right now it's looking like those three wild card, those two wild card spots are going to be occupied by the Canadians and two of the teams from the Metropolitan. So like right now it's like Columbus. It's like the combination of like Columbus, Pittsburgh, and now Carolina has inserted themselves into the the mix. No offense to Flyers fans out there, they're who crawl their way back in. They're they're actually not that far behind. But it's going to be tough for them to hold on to that. I don't know if you looked at the Canadian schedule. No, um, but but I did notice that the Penguins have not been playing that well lately, so that helps. The Penguins are completely up and down. Like they they are they have no consistency. Every time you think that the that the Penguins are about to like get back in and and assert themselves as like the best team in the Metropolitan, they just go out and lose. Right? Well, the so, Canadians and Penguins are playing each other tonight. Tonight, yeah. So the problem with the Canadians is that it's going to come down to every point is precious, and the last five games of the season, they have Columbus, Winnipeg, Tampa, Washington, and Toronto. So that's a potential like that's not a lot of points maybe in the last five games where you're gonna be you know it's not gonna be locked in by then. Oh no! You know, it unless won't. they go on a ten game winning streak, there the you know those points are gonna be necessary. So it's gonna be really tough. And when you lose two one to New Jersey, that doesn't help. Yeah, the game against New Jersey was bad. So anyway, that's my only uh, Montreal Canadiens point. Football. So last Saturday night, flipping around the channels, I flipped to the NFL Network, and what's on? The AAF. On the NFL Network? Yeah. Really? So just last week when I told you I didn't ever watch the AAF, now I can tell you that I watched for five minutes. I cannot tell you which teams were playing. I don't remember. Um, they interviewed, I, it's whatever team Steve Spurrier is coaching, because they interviewed him. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of looks like Friday Night Lights. Okay. In that, like, it has a different look on TV than the NFL because the stadiums are not so big. I feel like maybe they're, or maybe they're just not so full. I don't know. Like, the lighting of the way it was, it made it look like we were watching a high school game. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Um, the football scene, whatever. You know. But again, fine. but again, if they were wearing Cowboys uniforms and Eagles uniforms and playing this game yeah. in December, um, I don't know that you would notice that it wasn't an NFL game. That's very possible. That's very possible. So. But now maybe they're going to get Johnny Manziel. Of course. He's been the in news the news. Here in Montreal is that uh, they, the league canceled his contract. Yeah. He obviously um, violated say... one of the conditions of his agreement. The conditions of the agreement was... They said it's not anything to do with drinking or or personal conduct. Are you sure about that? They didn't say uh, what pretty, it was. They didn't no, say what it was that sure, he violated. Uh, there, one of the quotes that I read alluded to the fact that it had nothing to do with that. It's all the fact that he doesn't want to play in Canada and he wanted to play in in the AAF and he just kind of forced them to get. 
he, he basically he probably came out and said I'm not reporting. So they give they just said okay, forget it. Your contract's gone. You know. Okay. Well. Yeah. He that, that's my he take. He won't be able it. to play. He won't be able to play in the XFL because they have a rule that anyone who has a criminal record is not allowed to play in that league. Is that right? Yes, it is. But does he have a criminal record? He's been arrested. <laughs> He's been arrested, but doesn't mean that he was like prosecuted. I don't know. Okay. He was never in jail, was he? I think he might have been. <laughs> Maybe for a night or two. Yeah. I think he might have been. We're gonna have to again. We're gonna have to get the crack research team on that. So, um, yeah, whatever. Good for him. I don't care. Me too. <laughs> and in other news in football. Oh, I bet you're going to say what I was just about to say. Jason Witten unretired himself. Oh, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. I was so surprised. I'm like, Jason Witten's coming out of retirement. I'm like, oh, okay. That's, well, he, that's interesting. He did retire too early, in my opinion. Well, he was he retired at the right time. He could have you know? played last year. And you know what? Tony Romo retired too early. And, that's for sure. And that's for sure. I don't know. Des Bryant didn't technically retire, but he still could play unless I don't know how bad his injury was last year. Yeah. Um, but like all these guys retire too soon, in my opinion. I feel like Witten just did not like being a broadcaster. Well, and okay. he wasn't, and also he wasn't good at it. It's way more fun to play than it is to talk. Well, I mean, I think, I think when you listen to Tony Romo in the booth, he's having a good time and he's enjoying what he's doing. And I think for Witten, it was work. Like uh, being a broadcaster, mm-hmm. whereas playing in the NFL is was fun, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, in other NFL news, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't talk about this. The Eagles are just letting Nick Foles go for nothing. Well, what are they supposed to do? Well, they could franchise him. They, they It's too risky. I've been studying up on this. It's too risky. Too risky? Because the Eagles are very... The Eagles don't have a lot of wiggle room with the cap. So you do but, understand that they're pitting a lot, all their hopes on Carson Wentz. Which is, I would do the same thing. Well, the guy has not won a playoff game in his life. The, this whole Carson Wentz, Nick Foles thing that you're bringing up is for uneducated. You have not done your research. That's all. Okay, let me Foles just say. Foles was great. Foles was great in the playoffs. Foles won the Super Bowl. He was awesome. He was great. But this business, like, why do you think Nick Foles is so good last year? Because Cody Parkey missed a field goal? That's why you think he's good. That's why you think Nick Foles is a winner. Because the Bears kicker missed a field goal. No, no, no. I'm not even talking about Nick Foles. I'm talking about Carson Wentz. He's been Carson in- Wentz was the MVP of the league two years ago okay. before he got injured. Right, but now he's been injured two years in a row. Well. Doesn't that doesn't that concern you? It, it does, but they made a decision. That's all. So I, I'm but not even talking about Nick of- Foles. I'm talking about Carson Wentz and like it's nice to have no, no. a backup Carson Wentz plan. Is my, as an Eagles fan, Carson Wentz is my guy. And I would go, I, I think he's the future. Then and, and okay. they should they should choose him. Okay. But the whole thing with I was saying about the cap is that they they were saying that they they were gonna franchise him so they could trade him. Right. But the thing is, it was too risky because teams might not have may have when they franchise him, they have to pay him twenty five million. But twenty five million for them is not like what it is for you and me. I know, but it affects their cap. And and if they don't end up trading him, then they're screwed with having a backup quarterback making twenty five million. Which you do not want to do. No, right? you don't. Yeah. So they just trade him and they said, thank you very much. No animosity there. I think it's fine. Now, hopefully he goes somewhere and does really well, you know. But the thing about Nick Foles is we haven't seen what he can do when he plays a full season, you know. Right. He had one like, good, real, real full season. Yeah, that was like in 2010. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. 
you know, and he's 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 a great backup quarterback. And and the danger with the Eagles is that if Wentz does get injured, then then they're screwed because then they're on with Nate Sudgefeld and who you've never heard of. Actually, I have. <laughs> I have because I'm friends with with your son. That's how come yeah, I've heard of him. That's like that's the danger. But like that's that's what every single team in the NFL has to live with, you know, in that. I mean, the Eagles were pretty much one of the only teams in the league that had a good backup quarterback last year. And that was part of their, their success. You know, that's been their success for two years that that when Wentz went down, they had someone they can go to that was good. You you know, if Brady gets injured, what happens to the Patriots, right? If um, if uh, Breeze gets hurt, are they comfortable going with uh, Teddy Bridgewater? I don't know. No, 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 no. No team has a good backup quarterback. In fact, half the teams in the league don't even have a good starting quarterback. <laughs> that's so- true. <laughs> That's so true. I yeah. So so Nick Foles should be a starter somewhere. He really should be. I think he's going to sign with Jacksonville. I think he's going to go to Jacksonville. I guess we'll find out. Could be. A, he's a perfect fit for Jacksonville, no? He's a perfect fit for like a dozen teams. Yeah. No, but Jacksonville seemed to be a team like last year that was like one player away and that player was the quarterback. Right. Except they <laughs> had a know, lousy like- year. Yeah, that actually yeah. might help them because they they should have an easier schedule this year because they had such a lousy year last year. That's true. That that is a big big factor in the NFL, the strength of schedule. All right, I'm done. Okay, did we cover all the three things that you had on your list? Yeah, I wanted to talk about Bryce Harper. I wanted to talk about John Tavares, and I wanted to talk about a little bit of football notes, specifically Manziel. Now, do you want to talk about the Spice Girls reunion? Do you mm. want me to give you an Oscars recap? No. Okay, I didn't know there was a Spice Girls reunion. I actually watched 15 minutes of the Oscars, even though I said I wasn't going to watch any of it. The Oscars was a snooze fest. Mm. It really was. Before we sign off, remember, you can listen and subscribe to new and archived episodes of the Skip and Josh podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and of course, Spotify. If you listen to the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We would love to hear from you via email, skipandjoshshow at gmail.com, via Twitter at skipandjosh, or by liking and following our Facebook page. As always, you can get all the links to everything I just talked about on our website, skipandjosh.com. We leave you with this. So I'd like to close the show with, um, in the category of corrections. Okay. Um... I I look back on a couple of things that we talked about the last few episodes just to fact check some stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, in 2001, we were talking about the biggest Duke comebacks. Duke was down 22 points against Maryland in the semifinal in 2001, but they were down by 22 points in the first half, not with nine minutes left. Right, right. And Tony Gwynn's career high in home runs was 17. That was in 1997. Right. That's all I got. Okay. I thought there was a third correction that you... There was. I forgot what it was. It okay. had to do with my wife and calling foul balls clouds, but I, I don't see. want to get into that. Okay. <laughs> so I have a few uh, things to close out the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday on PTI, there were two hockey stories. Not one, but two. And wow. neither of them had to do with a hockey fight. It was stunning. That's amazing. It was amazing. Stunning. Stunning development Yes. There. Stunning development. Yeah. Another stunning development, I was looking at the ticker last night on my television and I saw a final score in a basketball game, Chicago Bulls 168, Atlanta Hawks 161, and I'm like, is that a typo? 
<laughs> and then I discovered this morning that it was a quadruple overtime game. That's what that makes sense. But there have been games this year that have gone to 140 without any overtimes. Well, but this game, I think, is the third highest scoring game of all time in the entire league. That's wild. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing, I just a public service announcement to all our listeners. Mm-hmm. This afternoon's Duke game is at 4 o'clock, and it's on CBS. Who are they playing? Miami. Oh, perfect. I'm going to watch. All right. I'll talk to you next time. Yeah, have a I great guess. week. Same time Same time next week? Yes. And then we're going to be on the road to March Madness. Selection Sunday is just like a couple weeks away. It's not that far off. I know. I'm excited. I love getting into March Madness. It gives us so much good stuff to talk about. Yeah, and that means that Neil's going to be on our show. <laughs> in, fa- in fact, Neil, Neil tells us when he's going to be on our show. Yes, you got it. All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye.